There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the 30th episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydahl. Well, great feedback from last week, uh, Conor O'Keefe. You all thoroughly enjoyed his, mo- I think, not not a podcast, but a motivational speaking two hours. Um, so thank you very much to, to everyone who wrote in. As I say, I say it all the time. I really appreciate everyone for taking the time to message me on whether it's Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, letting us know um, what you're liking, what you're disliking about the show. Thankfully, there hasn't been any disliking, but I'm all open to constructive criticism. So uh, send them my way. Um, without further ado, this week, 30th episode. Can you believe that we're 30 episodes in? We literally, when we started this podcast, we were like, we'll do a few episodes, see how we get on. And we're charging forward. And the response has been great. So hopefully it won't be stopping anytime soon. But I was absolutely delighted to get the wonderful Luke Keeler into the podcast uh, for this week's 30th episode. Obviously, Luke Keeler, professional boxer, just off the back of one of the most... The, the pinnacle of his career so far, world title fight against uh, Boo Boo Andre, Demetrius Andre. Obviously, didn't get the win, um, but he was in. He's on technically on holidays at the moment because he, he's not back in the gym yet. But he was very gracious in, in coming in and sitting down with me and talking through the process, the 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 his time in the lead up to that world title fight, um, his time working with his coach uh, Pete Taylor. We got to talk about you know growing up, how he started boxing, his own family, his memories favourite memories from growing up with his brother and different things Um, for any of the listeners that know my work with Fight Connect TV I have interviewed Luke quite a few times it's always been in a camp or it's always been around you know um, after a fight or it's rushed you're in a a a hallway at a show and you know it's a couple of minutes you're just trying to get a few words so it was really really good to finally after knowing Luke for all this time to, to sit down and to, to really kind of delve into to who Luke Keeler is and to hear all his story so it was fantastic um, I hope you enjoy it um, and without further ado I'll leave you with the 30th episode of The First Exchange with professional boxer Luke Keeler Luke Keeler, welcome to the studio. How's things, all right? Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you so much for coming in. Yeah. I know no you're technically yeah. on holidays at the moment. Yeah, extended, yeah. <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Yeah, it's a, kind of the longest break since I started up with P. So it's a couple of weeks off and uh, I'm, I'm eager to get back now, yeah. Yeah. So how have you been? Grand, yeah. Just, it didn't go to plan the fight, but uh, I took lots from it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was enjoyed the build-up, I enjoyed... Bar the fight, you know what I mean? Uh, mm. But even at that, it was a great experience. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with you, you know? Yeah. For any, any of our listeners that, that aren't in the know, because we have a lot of non-combat sports fans as well that listen in, um, Luke fought uh, Demetrius Andrade uh, mm. for a world title um, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago now, yeah. Mm. 
so obviously this would have been like the world title at this level on that stage um from everything from prep to media the whole lot how was it yeah, it was a new, new experience like yeah. it was a it was an intense build up over there like even say traveling to america for a fight but uh, well, I'll be honest, everything went smooth. Yeah. I thought I handled everything well. I didn't. I, w- I was conscious not to kind of get caught up in my all or get drained. And I, w- I was kind of, everything went spot on. But uh, the fight itself then, I was caught early. Mm. And uh, I just kind of fought an instinct. Uh, the second knockdown was, was, was the worst. Like, I got knocked down straight away in the fight. The second knockdown then was, was like... It, it like re- took a lot out of me, you know. Mm. So it was just kind of finding an instinct that went to the night round and was stopped on my feet. But uh, it didn't go to plan. But look, it was it was a great experience. It took a lot from me, you know. Mm. When you say um, fighting on instinct, yeah. uh, explain to our listeners what that means and how different it is to how how you would like it to go. Yeah, like looking looking back. Uh, normally, when you're in a fight, you can. You can see things coming and and you can make adjustments and mm. but the second knockdown was it t- took a lot out of me to be honest uh, couldn't even remember it to, to be honest and just just you, you revert back to just instinct and, mm. and 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 find an instinct say so I'm sure uh, Pete was probably uh, frustrated in the corner you know like we we walked on great game plans and moves and but you just you're just kind of just kind of surviving nearly you know and didn't go to plan. What are you hearing as you're fighting in that state? You know, is it more difficult to hear Pete Taylor, your, your coach? Or, are, you know, are you hearing the crowd more? Or what are the thoughts that are going through your head, if any? Yeah, yeah, if any, yeah. You're just kind of nearly blank. Uh, you're sitting back in the corner. I, 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 around the two, I, I kind of got back into it, eased into the fight. Uh, but just kind of, like, of great confidence in Pete as a coach, my game plan nearly was just to sit down and, and and listen and make adjustments, but you're kind of like you're caught really like it was a it was a, a, a tough knockdown, like you know that kind of way, a mm. hard knockdown, and uh, it does take three or four rounds to make them adjustments and get get your head clear. When I did get my head clear, it takes a lot out of you as well, mm. physically getting getting dropped. I was dropped twice, so. Uh, and the other side of it, the the, for, the fire I fought, Andrade, he was very difficult. He's a southpaw. He's very hard to land against. Mm. So if you're not landing against someone, it's hard to put them off from coming forward. You know that kind of way? Yeah. So I'm finding it very difficult to land against him. Slick fighter. Like, he was twice world champion, two weights, 28 and all. Mm. Real tough fighter. And, and unless you're actually putting a dent in someone and, and making them think twice when they come forward, it's a difficult fight. But... Mm. It was kind of my first taste at, at war level, elite level, and I took a lot from it. Uh, if the early knockdowns hadn't happened, I think I would have been more competitive. I'm not mm. saying I, I would have won the fight, but uh, I would have got a foothold, I think, and, and being a bit clearer. So I took, took a load from it. Now I, I can step her up again and, mm. and go again, you know. In terms of the level that you speak about, is, is it different as in, when you're trading with someone that is of that level, does it feel different? Are the punches different? Yeah, well, he, I, I know he, he did punch. He, he did punch hard. You know, he dropped me uh, twice. But uh, there was the middle rounds. I started getting a foothold in it and I was getting a bit comfortable. But the heavy knockdowns, I think, took a bit out of me. Mm. Uh, I was stopped on my feet by, by the ref. It was like a second or two to go. Mm. I, I, I think I could have recovered, kind of like mm. it was 
went the distance but it's it's it's, it's probably the right decision as well you're like you mm. know it's better to be stopped early than than to be to be hurt Absolutely. so it was fading you know what I mean yeah. uh, so it is what it is you know um, in the build-up, obviously, there was great excitement, you know, on the ground over here. Um, not only with box fans, it kind of felt like, you know, anyone who was sort of knew anything remotely about boxing, knew about the fight and were, ob- were just really proud that there was someone that was Irish that was kind of flying the flag. And, you know, we just kind of wanted someone to be, you know, proud of and what's going on and, and get behind the kind of like online, maybe social media, little go on, Luke, you know, up here, yeah. the whole lot. Um, were you able to soak that in or are you too focused on kind of the, the camp and what's happening? No, I, I got like, I would have been on the phone and got lots of messages and yeah. stuff. But what it was, uh, it was huge support, hundreds of messages. I went through the, the next few days getting back to people and stuff and, and photographs like mm. say me local area Valley Fairman they were hanging up flags and yeah. like it was it was cool like uh, it's something that I want to experience again like I'm not yeah. I'm gonna go go again like it's not something uh, I'm gonna uh, just retire just yet uh, the, I think that guy Andrade's moving up the super midway there's two guys Mungia and Liam Walsh fighting for the vacant belt so mm. I'm gonna get a couple of wins and I'll get the winner of them and Stoyles makes fights, you know what I mean? He, he was an awkward southpaw. These two guys are come forward guys, and I think stepping up again and learning from that, mm. I think I'll do it the next time. You were smiling there when you say retiring. Have, 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 do you think that that's what people people are talking about, or, or do you think that it was expected, or no, what? no? Well, I do you know what I, I said myself. Like if I didn't think I can improve, or I, mm. I, like if I didn't. I, I still genuinely feel fresh and yeah. as if this camp was the best camp I had the fittest I've been mm. if, if I actually start slowing down and wasn't performing in camp and sparring and I think P had actually turned around and tell me you know you yeah. need someone to tell you because it's not a sport that you hang around in if, if mm. things start fading and it's not like I was performing in sparring coming up to the fight everything went well the build up went well just the fight didn't go well yeah. and it just wasn't my time I mm. think you know so uh I've one more running me, I think. Absolutely. Well, especially because of the kind of the backstory, I suppose, yeah. like the, the kind of the narrative of you going into this fight was the transition of working with Pete, what he had done to, with you in that time that has mm. taken you from one level and now you're fighting for, you know, at a world level. Um, and there was never, I, I you know, in, in anything that I read or anything that I saw online, there was never a question of, did you deserve to be there? It was all just like, look how far he's come and look where he is now. Hmm. Yeah, the the guy I beat, that American I beat, was like far for world title and competed well against uh, top guy Daniel Jacobs. So I beat Cummins, obviously, and then him. So uh, I was ranked up there, like mm. in that kind of way. Uh, but it was it, it was it's like the war war level to that even is a leap, you know. Yeah. I've tasted that, and I know I can step her up again. Mm-hmm. Like I've uh, I'm full time two years uh, as as a pro. And I still feel very fresh. I think I can step her up again. Yeah. Uh, experience that. A couple of couple of faults as well. A couple of things I learned. Uh, uh, in each fight, even the fight I won, like I, I make adjustments, and uh, I'll just give it one more run. You know. Absolutely. Um. So you talk about obviously you've been training full time. Uh, two years. Was that decision hard for you to make? Yeah. Like it was. It was kind of. I, I signed with MTK at that time. Uh. I was moving house. I, I spoke about it a few times in interviews, but it was it was a 
it was after the the Irish title fight. It wasn't a great performance. Uh, I won by a point against Arden Cruz. Mm. I had a sh- shoulder injury and I broke my hand in the fight. Uh, but that like that didn't really affect me. The f- it wasn't a great performance. Uh, I got the show this the shoulder sort. After a fight in September, and I was kind of going through a decision, a, a good job. I was close to setting up my own company with that mm. work, and I was thinking with, with two other guys as well, and uh, could have went out on my own. But I, I thought once I kind of embedded into that and started making money, that was it. Then I yeah. knew, I knew I wouldn't have committed to boxing, so I, I just went uh, and went full time. And what I said before was, it's hard to make that commitment unless you had a plan in place. Like previous to that. I was fighting in Ireland and you might not have another fight for six months mm. but MTK uh, signed me and you had a plan in place set fights yeah. so you can commit to something you know mm-hmm. with that safety net like I know it was a, like a say a leap of faith but yeah I had that safety net with yeah. and they delivered each time I was ready I had a fight regular fight dates and uh, they've, they've delivered up to the world title fight mm-hmm. it didn't go my way but even even after that then look they were back when do you want to come back we'll have a fight in June a fight on Mick Conlon show in August mm. and, and the winner of, winner of them guys fighting for the world title so there's another plan in place again you know like I didn't I obviously didn't disgrace myself in the fight mm-hmm. uh, everyone said I showed bravery and stuff like that and I, I think I can go again and prove you know mm-hmm. it definitely something like that because again a lot of the listeners might not really fully understand kind of to be a boxer or to work to be an athlete in combat sports like it's not just like I'm going to decide to fight on x amount and I'll get x amount of money like it, it is very much in the unknown and to the level of training and sacrifice they have to put in you would almost sit back and go are you nuts do you know what I mean especially you know in, in that circumstance but with work I mean I imagine it was probably like really hard that you were like successful and you were like have this, you know. Am I right in thinking you were in engineering? Yeah, I done the degree, structural degree, it's structural engineering, an honest degree in it. So every, like everything was going good. The only boxer with brains, you know. <laughs> no, there's lots. I'm, I'm losing mine. <laughs> no, but that's you know that's a really um, unique profession, right? Yeah, and I was. That's where I, was, I always. Not nearly making excuses, but I, when I was in college, I was full time. I walked. I always walked as well, and I never committed fully to boxing. And the, since I did, mm. uh, the last two years have gone really smooth. Mm. Like uh, it's like anything in life. I think if you if you commit fully to it, it, it it'll go well. Mm. And uh, I still I still believe that you know. Yeah. Uh, and me team have already plotted a place for me second crack at the mm. world title. Against uh, fighters that'll suit me, so uh, like I believe I will get there in the end. It wasn't me time. Uh, it would have been probably too easy. <laughs> For uh, I'll get it the nice next though, one. Right? Yeah, it would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a better story than a comeback. <laughs> oh, listen, we all love a comeback story. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Do you think that? Can I ask how old you are? Thirty-two. Yeah. Thirty-two. Do you think that if this whole situation, the same thing with work? being signed to MTK, uh, working with Pete, world title, do you think if that had happened 10 years ago, you would be, have been able to appreciate it um, or respect the situation as much uh, as you do right now? No, definitely not. Like, uh, you, you, I think going through what I did, like I worked 10 years full time, mm. 
I think if like some guys go from high performance on grants straight into boxing and Andy yeah. it's like anything in life you can nearly uh, take it for granted can't mm-hmm. you until Absolutely. you've experienced something else so I see so when I actually first went went professional I was driving out to Bray had a smile on my face like driving out at 10 o'clock I'm used to getting up pretty early <laughs> go to work <laughs> and having paperwork over your head bro. literally smiling driving to, yeah. to Bray to train twice a day and then if you didn't experience that, some guys are training twice a day and literally they couldn't, like, they're, they're like not happy doing yeah. it. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I'd be trying to tell them, they slag me, calling me the granddad of group, but I'm saying you just need to appreciate this. <laughs> you just have a handy, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but it's true though, it is life, isn't it? And it is when I think, because I'm 35, you know, so I had like my when I was in my 20s I was in music I was in the band so that was my time to be I was so ungrateful and unappreciative of like everything that was put in front of me you know I was very much like expectant like I deserve all of this and more and then when it was taken away from me and I was like oh and now I have to go do a nine to five and I have to pay rent and bills and it has to be you know in a in a, a job that I don't particularly want to be in and everyone is miserable around me and then when you you know when I obviously went and created Fight Connect TV and the podcast and the Elaine show and all that now I, I wake up every morning and I'm like fuck I'm so happy and so grateful things are not as perfect as they could be but you're you have that sense of gratitude because you know where you could be, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Great. It's very important. Like that, what what you said, it, expectations and and mm. not being grateful. Like I think it can if you're younger and you have all this success and you're expecting things nearly, mm. aren't you? Like yeah. I've I've seen it with with some people that they nearly they nearly expect all this help and this you know and they, and they're not grateful for it and, yeah. and they can. It can torn against you, you know that kind of way. Mm. Pe- people don't, uh, people don't respect that when when they see guys just take all taken and mm. they are a sense of just, I, 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 as you said, I, I expect this or I, I deserve this, and yeah. and it can turn people off. So yeah, it's important to be grateful. We try to tell the lads that as well. <laughs> you know? Grand gratitude. Yeah, There's your yeah. new name now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how long is it that you've been in boxing? Yeah, since I'm eight. Since I'm eight. Yeah, no way. Yeah, yeah. My uncle boxed. He, he boxed in St. Saber. So he would even brought me down before then. Joined St. Matthew's when I was eight. So what, I'm what's, the si- what's the situation, Luke? Are you, are you, is, you know, has your uncle been like, come on down to the gym, you know, and you're sitting there watching him train or, or have you gone to your parents and been like, I want to start? Like, like what, what's, what's, uh... yeah, but, but me, of an older brother, he's, he's a year and a half older than me. So there would have been gloves in the house and my dad would have liked boxing. So mm. we probably would have just, you know, scrapping in the house. And yeah. my uncle was an idol of mine. He boxed for oil and stuff. And uh, so I would have looked up to him and he brought me along. Yeah, and I loved that. I was no good at football. I wasn't good at anything else. And but I was good at scrapping. I was good at yeah. scrapping and skill and stuff. And I loved that. And I just yeah. kept at it, you know. Uh, even trail skill, I was. I was actually for, nearly forced to go to college. My parents would probably say, you know, like yeah. like it was just they wanted us to get an education, yeah. you know. But I wanted to go building or whatever I wanted to do. It yeah. wasn't a, a good decision <laughs> in the end. But uh, we we were like. I went and done that degree, stuck it out. But I always had that niggle in the back of my head, like I wanted to commit fully, mm. you know, to something. And uh, when I did, it kind of, 
it went well. Mm-hmm. Bar the last fight, it didn't go too well. But look, I, I really believe uh, I'll put my head down again and, yeah. and go again, you know. Yeah. What what is it for you in terms of when you're when you're looking back, um, you know, being that 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 young boy that that started and, and started fighting and was enjoying it, was it the competitive nature? Was it the actual physical side <clears throat> of the fight, or you know, I'm always interested in especially with fighters or professional athletes, um, where the where the element of passion lies, I suppose. Yeah, well, I, th- I think that kind of fight is in you or it's not. I think yeah. it's definitely, I think it's born with some people. Some people don't enjoy it. Mm. And I, I definitely enjoy that f- fight and competing, you mm. know, that kind of way. And it, as, as I turned pro, I've, you, you get moments uh, where you're free, where you're alive, you know, in there. And, yeah. and even if making weight, train and everything, then when you, I think when you push your body to your limits, it is a, it is like a it wakes you up nearly, mm. doesn't it? Like, yeah. uh, so I get great joy from it. Uh, as, as I don't know, some people say I'm mad, you know, <laughs> but uh, I actually get great joy from mm. training, pushing my body to the limits, and and see, seeing how far it can go. Yeah. Uh, in, in boxing, I always said, uh, look, I always had that kind of. I nearly used that as an excuse. Ah, well, I'm working full time, or I'm mm. in college. Like it was nearly something to hold on to as an excuse, but. When you commit fully to something, like, that excuse is gone. Like, I couldn't say, oh, well, he's training the high performance or he's yeah. a full-time athlete. So it kind of, uh, when you commit to something, it kind of flows. And, and that's what's happened the last two years. Didn't work out in that fight, but I know I can go again in six months' time, mm. fight for a world title again, uh, and uh, win this time. Mm-hmm. How have you seen um, the sort of landscape, I suppose, of boxing change in that time? We we're seeing with, I suppose, um, social media now the rise of the kind of, you know, quote unquote fighter, social media fighter, young guys, young girls, you know, and it's all about social media and talking a big game and stuff like that. You're someone who has always just relied on your skill and you just, you know, um, you have the respect because of of who you are and and your and and what you've done in the ring. Do you ever look at maybe the young up and coming guys and you're like, you know, do you have an opinion on that sort of, um, how do we say, you know, just, I suppose, the social media landscape with, with fighting? Yeah, look, <clears throat> I suppose <clears throat> if it's working for them, they can, they can get following and they can yeah. monetize candy and uh, like it is important to sell tickets and build a following yeah. and it's it's kind of a catch-22. I mm-hmm. think it... I think it always comes if you come across honest with doing it. Mm. If that's your, if that's who you are, it comes across sincere and 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 honest, and that's fine. But when people force someone to put it on, it mm. comes across terrible. I think you know, and yeah. it's nearly just cringing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Someone that is that they're mm. that type of person, but but a lot of people put on crap, and it's nearly just it's an, like it's annoying to look at, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't think it, it flows for them either with following and and and, and everything else, because people can see through that. Mm. But if, if, I think it, like if that's who you are, flow it and, and be honest, and and I think you do kind of have to you have to build a like a, a social media following because mm. it, it's important. See see the likes of the, the say there's ten pros in a gym. They're all in the same kind of pool of people. They sell tickets mm. to in order to get on the shows. Yeah. So you nearly have to build a brand 
as as much as like it's it's nearly embarrassing you know you have to kind of put it out there and you have to text people to sell mm. tickets and it's it's a tough slog like i had to do it for four years mm. before signing my mtk and it's embarrassing nearly but uh it's just the landscape the way it is in ireland there's there's mm. it's expensive with insurance and everyone's gone through it but the lads have to kind of they have to pay say three thousand just to cover their opponents you know mm. what I mean before they even see money you know Expe- break, break the, the process down because again a lot of people don't know because yeah. boxing is very different to say MMA or other combat sports in particular where in boxing you have to pay your opponent's purse is that right? Yeah so at the, at the beginning with boxing you're, you're kind of boxing journeyman building up your name and profile mm. and the, the, these journeymen come in and uh, you have to pay for them to come in on that purse and then you have to pay a proportion towards the running cost of a show. Mm. So that could add up to say, say for the lads just doing four rounders, that that's typically say 3,000 to be on a show. Mm. And then after that then they might get a 1,000 for themselves for a purse or, or 2,000, whatever the, the deal is they do with the, the promoter. But that's like... 3,000 at 30 euro tickets, 100 tickets. Like, it's a lot of lot of tickets to sell. Yeah, and, and it's great. You say your debut, you always do well, sell mm-hmm. tickets. But after that then, so the lads, do they rely on sponsors to kind of cover that cost. So, uh, like, it's a hu- huge help of any businesses or, like, even three, 400 euro. Massive. Uh, go, goes. It, it's the difference between a fighter being able to commit and say, and get on the show, mm. or not, not even chase their dreams there's fires that that have missed out on like I've literally gave her up because it was a struggle mm. they've literally said look I can't sell enough tickets or they're not getting any support behind them so it is it is like something small like say 300 400 euro from a promoter uh, like it's it's not as if they're going out and they're buying clothes it's just basically mm. to cover them so they can get fights build up to 10 and all and then you can start making money fighting mm-hmm. for Irish titles and you can make a couple of grand and then, then you get like breakthrough with promoters or you can sign with MTK, you can sign with, with say, or build up and, and fight on matchroom shows. Mm. The likes of, say, Craig O'Brien, like, the, the, yeah. they all have to, it's that hard slog, exactly, exactly what I've done for four years. And I was lucky enough, had great support in, in mm. Ballyfermot and friends and, and I was always able to sell tickets, cover myself and make money. But I've, I've seen what other guys that wouldn't have that big family wouldn't have that uh, big group of friends mm. and they probably have to stop boxing yeah literally said look it's not paying off for me they're putting in as you said like 10 week camps yeah taking time off work or like a lot of lads don't even walk then they're only walking part time they're committing to this and uh, it's a hard slog they're probably looking at me and saying look it worked out for him like you know yeah. a ray, like a, a, a bit of hope like there's <laughs> Luke oh, no. <laughs> Make it millions. <laughs> you don't make millions, but <laughs> he's wearing two yeah. Rolexes now yeah, in yeah, here today. Yeah, yeah. Two watches. <laughs> no. but, but do you think this the, the the format is flawed? Then do you think that the whole format needs to be maybe looked at? And you know how how as someone who's lived it and experienced it, how do we make the landscape better for up and coming? Uh, boxers because I mean I think most would love to just wake up in the morning with an email or a phone call off someone like MTK to have the opportunity that's been afforded to to, to their stable I suppose but it's not going to be for everyone so what else can we do to you know 
make it more um, appealable and easier for for our athletes coming up? It's 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 a tough one because like the the guys running the shows, they have huge costs. Mm. They have to charge that just to literally break even. Yeah. And like most fighters hadn't like they don't understand the actual running cost of a fight they yeah. think the promoters are making thousands <laughs> and they'd say to be coursed and like it's a thankless business yeah. what the, the the likes of the guys in Irish boxing are doing or boxing Ireland uh, I'd actually pity them like everyone just coursing them and they're yeah. literally probably running that at a, at a loss shows mm. uh, it's a tough one do you think they need to be more transparent do you need to, they think that they have to actually like print out it'd be nice to break it down yeah, yeah so there like is where that transparency our going. Yeah, yeah yeah everyone likes to see that don't they like mm. everyone wants to see transparency uh, yeah. <laughs> in anything as well as like where's me money going yeah, where exactly <laughs> I want the receipt how much he's costing there's, pro- there's probably a bit of that involved and so the lads don't cost them as much <laughs> because everyone thinks they're making millions for that I, like, I, I looked at stage show costs and they, they're not like, yeah. you know it's, it's a tough one it is and you know I, I, I there's so many I get so many mad questions and asking for help and advice and all different things from, from loads of young and up and coming fighters um, but the one thing that I get asked the most about is sponsorship Lydia how how look you're in you're doing all this stuff you're 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 in business you're working doing TV stuff how do I get people on board and I kind of have my knowledge of when I was working in PR and stuff and what's worked for kind of mainstream brands and I'm like just try and apply different things and give them a little guide and light but it just seems like there's such a wide open space for businesses to come on board with young athletes we see it all the time and stuff like the big brands the health brands and stuff that you know will back you know, we'll say LucasAid back in, you know, local kids doing a, a summer camp or something, you know, all those different things. But when you look at, we'll say, young up-and-coming uh, fighters in particular, what they actually put in in terms of training camp, in terms of discipline, cutting weight, training, working on top of it, whatever. And it's so thankless and they get very little back in return. It's just for the love of getting to fight. That even them as people are fantastic representatives of, you know, those that you would want to be surrounded by in society. So it's a perfect opportunity for a business or a brand to get on board and back them. Do you know, like most fighters are not out on the, obviously when they win a fight or whatever, they go out and the, the, the rip or whatever, but most would be sitting in on the weekend recovering and then back to it on the Monday, taking their Sunday recovery day. Um, like discipline is a massive part in in shaping them to be better humans, I suppose. Would you agree? Yeah, like it's it's unbelievable the commitment. Like even the some of the fires, they're only starting out. When I started out, with like I walked full time, yeah. and trained four or five times a week, and see so you have a wage coming in then. But I see some of the guys starting out, and they're literally just on a dream and a whim, yeah. And they've no money coming in. They're getting cut off the dole because they're saying they're professional athletes and they've <laughs> literally a goodwill from their parents <laughs> and scraping it like it is it is a huge commitment to make all on a dream like to, to eventually get there mm. it, it is a it is a tough slog uh, it, it's a tough one it'd be nice if, if there was I don't think boxing kind of I don't think it's attractive to certain sports that that's attractive to to sponsorship and mm. you know, I think they nearly get like certain sports it's nearly more 
I don't think it's maybe it's. A, it's, it's a I think thing. it's combat sports in general. Yeah. Do you yeah. know? You see, you see things like um, taekwondo and kickbox and stuff that's sort of like you know less contact. We'll say get a little bit of back and forth. Unfortunately, you know the, the but. I would encourage and I always say to like so many people that always question me about work and especially with Fight Connect TV and going would you not be and I say you have to go experience a fight night if you get a good fight night mm. do you know what I mean like where where was the last show I covered uh, Belfast the mm. MTK fight night in the Ulster Hall like that is a night out yeah. do you know what I mean like in terms of the venue like just the atmosphere Go support a show, watch a few fights, and then go out and have a great night out. Yeah, P- pay for a ticket, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, pay, okay, make yeah. sure you pay for yeah, a ticket. Buy, buy it off a fire, yeah. <laughs> buy it buy off it, a make fire. sure you pay, yeah. <laughs> pay for that, that 3,000 there. So, but yeah, like it's, 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 it's a tough one, isn't it? It's yeah. a hard slog for the lads, but it, it is actually, I do describe it as it's, it's as if you're investing in yourself. <laughs> So you have to go through that slog yeah. and you'll eventually, once you get to 10 and all, 12 and all, you will get the break. So just yeah. have that in, in sight and, and don't put money in front of you first. A lot, mm. lot of fires can put money first. It's like the, the cart before the horse. They can say, oh, I'm not getting just, they only offer me this for the fight and then nearly refusing fights. Mm. I say when you get to say toilet, lawyer's toilet level, and I, so I spoke to people about this before, oh, no, not I didn't take that because it was only it wasn't fair and it probably wasn't fair but yeah. like it's what comes after that mm. isn't it like so just yeah. take the short end of the stick and eventually the money will come mm. uh, is, is my attitude but as well as that they, they probably have a point that it's not fair but it's not fair uh, like you get zero sitting at home and refusing to fight <laughs> as well you know that kind of way it's, it's just <laughs> would you change anything yourself in terms of your career no I wouldn't no I don't think so I think it, it kind of humbles you as well. Like uh, if everything went you smooth, seem, you seem very humble, though. Yeah, but but I'd say it probably <laughs> would have been humble. <laughs> you know, I think uh, <laughs> it does humble you. You know, uh, the losses and uh, you know it's supposed to get knocked out <laughs> and knock you off. Eh? I probably would have been that was humble. You know? I, I can't imagine. I like. I don't think it would be. Yeah. You yeah, know that so many people like when they think Luke Keeler, they just think you know no ego humble down to earth you know just interested in getting in and getting the job done yeah have yeah. you always been like that I had no choice I my dad and my brother there would have clapped me in the back of the head fairly quick <laughs> if I had a got choice you know what I mean our friends so yeah yeah it doesn't uh, you, you wouldn't get away with it I guess slagged a bit still even <laughs> where I'm at at the moment never mind Why, any, what are they any, saying what just that like you know just regards five for world title he's gonna be us like for a uh, it's the Irish way good, though isn't it it's good keeps you keeps humble. you grounded yeah, two yeah. feet on the ground yeah. <laughs> Um, obviously, uh, your brother is very much involved in in your your camps and fight nights and different things. Um, he was with you over in the states. Yeah, he came over for the for the, the before the fight as well. He was good to have, you know. Yeah. Uh, a great help. Uh, we, we, regards anything, we, we've we've always done everything together. Mm. Like, uh, is there much 50, of an age? 50, there's a year and a half oh, and he okay. looks a lot older but he does, <laughs> I'm glad you said that he'd be really annoyed poor Tony <laughs> no there's a year and a half but uh, we, we, in life we've done everything together like yeah. in business and stuff so he came over for the week 
Is that nice having having a, having obviously yeah. someone so close to you being involved? Yeah, it's, it's good. My friend Sean as well. Uh, he boxed. He came as well. I was in the corner and uh, P. It was good. I actually had him stitched around. He's like a legendary uh, cut mm. man. He would have. Yeah. Uh, he's actually had a join up at Tyson Fury's camp. But I, I had a meeting with. I just met him on the rooftop. And uh, he was just jo- he just I said hello to him and uh, I said when I win the world title I might be able to forge and he says no it's it's not about the money and, and me cut man ended up getting refused from coming into the states and 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 he stepped in and done it you know no it's a favour great guy great energy you know it was cool it was cool wow. good experience him both are going to the ring everything was a great experience part like of what? <laughs> for me like like you know getting to me is stitched like I would like be so excited because yeah. of what he's seen who he's worked with like he legend of the sport like are you you're so consumed I imagine with what's going on fighting for a world title but are you in the back of your head are you a little bit like oh my god this is fucking nuts yeah it's a bit surreal like you know it's, it's yeah. mad like he's, he's just in the hotel room he was like practicing wrapping me hands and he literally forced time wrapped the hands felt p- better than ever I had to tell Mark Kennedy that I had to show him a couple of things, a couple of little tips from Mark Kennedy <laughs> and uh, Noel Bourne. Where uh, no, we put, he wrapped me hands, done a brilliant job straight away. Like first off, it literally wrapped him in like sixty seconds. Obviously, just sped, sped through to me. Yeah. He was kill, kill guy. Yeah, he, he's talked about en- energy and how he feels energy and like it. He was real cool guy, like well, just wait. Like, what did he say about your energy? Yeah, that's what he just said. He just said, like, "When I met you on the roof, he's like, I knew this at the job, just been out there kind of stuff." For, yeah, uh, oh, says, I love that. Yeah, shit. that's so right. I, I love my, it. <laughs> that's right up my yeah, street. Yeah, he says, "I knew when all this part." <laughs> yeah, for uh, I didn't fuck him with. But no, I'll, I'll I'll probably meet him again. I'll probably meet him again the next fight in the states. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a kill cool guy. Good, good energy to have in the corner. Experienced guy, and it's good. It's probably for the for the fighter looking across, seeing say stitching his corner. Like Jesus, like he he he's coming here. Like you know, so yeah. it, was, it was good. Good experience. Uh, he gave me a jumper, like a clothing range that sponsors him. Or he's involved in, and he's a, he's a cool guy, you know. Really cool, yeah, really good. Cool. Yeah. Who has um? Has there been anyone else that you've met along the way this journey that you've been like kind of? No, I can't imagine you ever been starstruck, but are just like this is really cool. Like any heroes or idols or. Let me think. Yeah. Uh, I met Tyson Fury a couple of times. He's yeah. cool. I'm dying to meet him. Yeah, and and do you know what? He, he, he's great. like bows the head, shakes the hand. Like yeah. He's not. He doesn't. He's not like that loud kind of guy. He's real uh, subservient, nearly. You know what mm. I mean? I met him at, at the weigh-in up at, at uh, Frampton's fight, but just bows bows the head down and, and shakes a hand. Really hum- humble. I think he like it's all obviously an acting, it, like the, all that. But he's he's no way uh, aggressive or no mm. way pushing the weight around and. Frampton's the same. Frampton is one of the, the, the nicest guys I met yeah. in boxing. He he was the same. Like what he, he literally had to weigh in. He was the force on the scales, and we did. It was that say the same weigh in, and uh, we had to queue for a doctor, and he was standing behind say four or five fighters. But he was a force, and he'd like stand in queue. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's one of those guys that like doesn't put the chest out and yeah. stand out of the way. But uh, he, he's a kill guy, Frampton. You know? Yeah. Same. It's yeah, I just love I, I I love hearing when people are good 
and then when other people have had good experiences of them yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean I, and I met uh, Cara Frampton last year for the first time and was so I was doing obviously before I connected with you and I was saying look who I'm here with and he walked past I was like I'm oh, sorry I did this thing can I get this video <laughs> he was like yeah sure no problem like no qualms whatsoever but I never got a chance to say to him and I must say to him the next time I see him that the very first uh, professional boxing fight that I was ever at was uh, my friend uh uh, Walter brought me to Carframpton at the Titanic quarter when he was fighting um oh Jesus Kiko was it was it the second Kiko was it Kiko second time maybe no, ma- no it was the first time was um, it I must look into it but this is like this is before you know Fight Connect TV before anything and I remember like not having really that much of a clue about the volume of the fight and like what was going on but I just remember being in like the crowd and the atmosphere and freezing cold because we were outside in the Titanic quarter um, and just hooked addicted loved yeah, it yeah he's a great, great following I, I was at a couple of his early fights Stephen Arm was on the undercard and uh, he, great experiences also like as you said it, it's some amazing fights yeah. you know some some people have bad experiences then some of them some of the matchroom fights in England bit that kind of football hooligan crowd uh, can put people off as well. Yeah. You know, that's kind of drifting in. But I think we see what, uh, any experience of, say, a Frampton for you mm. or a Mick Conlon for you up in yeah. Belfast or different different uh, crowds altogether, I think, you know. It really is. Thankfully, now I haven't, I haven't experienced, um, like, any mayhem. I've definitely experienced that football football grounds when mm. I was, you know, younger and into football and different things. But, um your family. Talk to me about your family. How how have they uh, embraced all of this? Yeah, they they grand. You know, like you just. What's like, your mom like when you when you're fighting? Is she a bag of nerves or? She just when are you giving her up, like you know, yeah. she's asking. <laughs> I go get my. I'll do that, right? You know, <laughs> when are you giving her up? That's all I get. Yeah. Know? When are you jacking her in? But yeah. that's like that's my, I haven't met one ma yet that's like delighted that our son or our daughter is is oh, they're happy and proud and and they're very supportive. They all went to Miami. They go to every fight, like you know. Uh, so uh, see, I think that's brilliant that yeah. everyone, the whole family, the whole family sisters, gets to sisters, go. Yeah, and... that's it. Who gets to go to Miami with the whole family? Exactly. And exactly. Uncles and family and friends. So it is a great experience in a way. Giving everyone an excuse to go to Miami in, in January, like, yeah. you know, yeah, uh, people were happy with that. For uh, yeah, it was a great experience. I think I'll go again. I love. I think I'll fight again in, in the states and have a, a better turnaround. You know. Yeah. Uh, a, a confirmed? Then. there's nothing confirmed they just said they, well, when I'm ready uh, they'll get a, like a, just a, a yeah. keep busy like a say an easy ease back in for you a 10 round or say June or, or having mm. me mind then uh, the Falls Park a, like a top 10 guy on, on Mick Collins yeah. uh, card and then fight uh, touch they them two guys fight for the middleweight title and yeah. I'll fight the winner of them that's what I have in my head mm. uh, all going well yeah. You know? Do you get to have much of a say? Like, are you at That's that stage dream, now where exactly. you can call That's the exactly, shots? No, well, don't call the shots. <laughs> Jesus, no, not that cheeky. But uh, that's, you couldn't have any more of a say. If you wanted it, if yeah. you had a say, Jesus, that's what you'd say. Like, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I'd yeah, want yeah, this, exactly. this, and this. And, and But boxing is like, as everyone, like, things change in boxing. Like, so you can't say this is definitely going to happen. But the the team that I have there with MTK is, is like, they have that. They have that, like if they, whatever they said, if they mm. produce, so touch what it goes to plan, you know. Is there a dream um, 
a dream fight I, I just dream of winning the world title yeah and I'm not too sure about who it is when you win the world title then on defend it once or twice or unify mm-hmm. try unify and then retire I'll have two more after that yeah and retire and uh Hopefully I'll not slow me words are getting too punchy, but uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, like I don't want to dwell too much on like retirement, and you were, 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 I feel like you're only getting going here. Yeah. But when that 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 day inevitably does come down the line, you know, would it be a case of just you'd have to just cut all ties of boxing and walk away and just kind of have it as something in the past, or would you like to be involved in some kind of way? Like, <clears throat> I see the commitment and time it takes to be a coach. So yeah. I'm not going to go into coaching. I'll join my family of the yeah. twin boys. I'll, I'll put time into them. And uh, I'd like to stay a part of it and just hang around and not, like, be committed too much. Yeah. Like, just just in the corner, say, holding a spit bucket. You know, like, <laughs> getting, getting to be st- st- still a part of, I suppose, the team. Because there's 12 good, like, there's probably yeah. 12 good young pros coming through. The likes of Gary Cully, he's gonna be at war level soon. Mm. I can I can just stand in his corner and, and, and enjoy it. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, I think I'll stay involved in in that regard. I'm yeah. not gonna to commit to coaching. There's too many hours involved in that. Uh, it's, it's a bit selfish of me. But uh no, I won't commit to coaching just yet. When the kids are raised and, and stuff like that, I'll probably go back. Would you like to see your boys get into boxing? I don't know. If they love it, it's like anything, innit? Mm. You, you, if they love something, I'll encourage them and, yeah. and back them. But I wouldn't be uh, any way like forcing it. I'd prefer yeah. them. They didn't now, to be honest. Uh, but look, if, if if someone loves something, you can't, you know, yeah. have a say. What do they say about their dad being? Do they, do they... Only, they don't really understand at the moment. Yeah, how you old know, are they? The four, so uh, okay. they don't really understand at the moment. So. Uh, I'm sure he will. Do they stage. watch you on TV? Like with, when the, all the promo, like the Sky Sports and different stuff. Like, are they? No, they're not. They're not too caught up in it yet. Now, yeah, they still don't understand. But uh, I'm sure he will. A couple of years time, went to the school with the belt. They be, yeah, they be down the pub in 15 years. They be like, yeah, yeah. Oh, tell me about my dad. Yeah, yeah. My dad's Luke Keeler. Yeah, that, that's what I used to say as well about not having regrets. I didn't want to sit the one of them fellas in at the bar and say, I've had it done this or I've had it trained full time. You well, know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was one of my big things. I didn't want to have a regret about not committing fully. Mm. So I really believe, even though the fight didn't go well, I think I'm going to go back and I'll win it the next time. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. All faith in you to do it. Um, Is that important when you talk about the commitment there and, and, uh, you know, not having the regrets and stuff? Is that an important factor that you factor in in terms, you know, with your kids, like teaching them that lesson to chase what you're passionate about to, you know, to fully commit. Is that something that you would, you know, you would hope that would be passed down to them? Yeah, like I think, I think just even, like looking, I think looking at what, what the way your parents behave, like yeah. is what the kids see, isn't it? Yeah. Like that they just soak that up. Mm-hmm. So they'll always see me busy and active and, yeah. and get, get, getting ahead, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. My own dad works hard, he's a business doing waste collection and he's still doing crazy hours I wish he didn't you know mm-hmm. that kind of way but they're nearly happy doing that but I think if you look at that you, you kind of it happens with the kids like the, yeah. if the, the kids look at a father that's sitting on the sofa mm-hmm. they probably think it's 
it's, it's that's not always the case, but I think yeah. uh, they'd see me just trying to get ahead and do well. You but know? would you believe that that you know you're a product of, let's say, your environment as opposed to just having a natural work ethic? Because you definitely have a very strong inbuilt work ethic from when you talk about like obviously working full time you were boxing on the side to now training just completely committing to uh, a training full time and you know being the best version of yourself that you can be so do you think that that's a product of growing up and to seeing your dad have that work ethic yeah I think it's both I think like I've, I've seen in, in families as well it could be even twins and, and one would have it and one wouldn't like mm. so it's 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 both it could be what's inside you as well and, and some people can go mm-hmm. and just be lazy fuckers as well yeah. you know, people are made different like yeah. they're happy they're happy are, you, are your boys identical no 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 they're, they're completely different Do you, are they, they're yeah, very different they're completely different like so I think like yeah, it's it's as much I, I think it's very important what they see but uh, just I, I won't put them under too much pressure hopefully they do very well and they can just yeah. pile up with me and, and tip around <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's talk about right we'll say you know all goes to plan Luke Keeler is a multi multi-millionaire ah, that's happening either way yeah five years down the road seven Rolexes on your arm right yeah. you know would you still want your kids to grow up and, and know that you yeah. know what you've experienced I always question that even with myself like would I have the drive and the work ethic that I have if my parents had just been like here, whatever you want. You don't have, have to work on that. Like, yeah, trust fund you know, kids and stuff. They exactly, need exactly. They'd have to be that. They have to be taught that, don't you? Yeah, discipline that, and, exactly. and, and not handed anything. Yeah, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll be a bollocks to them, you know. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I remember my first job, right? I remember being like, I uh, want money for God knows what, probably shoes or something when I was like 14 or 15. And there was a bar, it's gone now in Waterford, it's called the City Arms, right? And the rumour had it, they were taking on people for one or two days a week, but you didn't have to be 16. So they just yeah. pay you cash in hand in the envelope, right? And I remember me dad being like, you want your bleeding money, you get down there now and you go in and you ask for a job. And I went in there on a Saturday and I was like cleaning tables, washing dishes, the usual, right? And you get, God knows, like 30 pounds or something at the end of the month. But I can still remember the feeling of yeah, like... Of getting education and money in this pause, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Leaving that, that, the first time I got paid, leaving and my ma being sat outside in the cart waiting for to pick me up and getting in and that sense of pride and her being like, well, how'd you get on? And I was like, yeah, grand. And, you know everyone's delighted and it just I never forgot that moment because yeah. it instilled something much bigger in me yeah that's the, definitely something I'd like to put into my kids always the same I was 14 walking in my dad's bar the local local bar and uh, just that that feeling isn't it? Yeah. and then even when we were younger again we used to go to Dunne Bay uh, during the summer and it was golf, golf course around. So me and Bruce used to go out for hours collecting golf balls. We'd go back, clean them, sell them three for a pound. But we'd stacks of pounds. Like, and we were buying our own runners. We were only like, like 10, 12. Playing a gambling machine as well. But we'd stacks of pounds next to the bed, like shaving. No and way. going horse riding. And we made fortunes we did. And that, that was me and my brother's little thing. My sister would be washing the golf balls for the gift for a pound or two. But it, it's great education, isn't it? Like that, Amazing you can't education. buy that. You but can't I, I buy actually, that. I, I, we go down every year. My, my uncle, Stephen, passed away. But we got we have a memorial game every year. And we play the same course. 
and I, I'd be walking along and I'd be say in the rough you'd lose a ball and there's golf balls everywhere because the kids <laughs> nowadays they aren't collecting golf balls we used to be on the, that golf course and you yeah, literally tripping over golf the lazy bastard you just sat home playing playstations but we, we, we used to go and it's, it's a funny thing we used to go to the lakes then and there was private courses you'd have to wait till the evening time and go into the private courses like you'd be chased off but me and my brother and then the other kids in the site, but the private courses was air courses. <laughs> so if anyone went to try to take the, the golf balls out of the lakes, and then we we give them clatters. It was like an early enforcement sort of thing. So we'd be waiting. <laughs> kids would be coming back with golf clubs, be running yeah. over and, and and taking the golf balls off them. So brilliant. That was a good education. That's brilliant. Oh, what a story. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, there'll be some young book now. Listen to this. You're like, I'm going out to a golf ah, course next. Yeah, yeah. So we've instilled still that with your kids. So yeah. And where would you be selling on the golf balls to, to people to, in yeah, the club? Yeah, you go or to the front, front of the club. There was shores there, and you'd lay them all out. To be three for a pound once and four for a pound once. I, t- I always tell people this story. Be laughing. <laughs> Listen, for, uh, you might see me yeah, on a golf yeah, course yeah, over yeah. the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you fortunes, you <laughs> man. You, you'd used to. I don't really remember, but it was like in August you'd have your new clothes in August. Yeah. And we were out to pay pay for our own clothes and stuff but as you said it gives you an education yeah doesn't it? yeah you know? yeah and a value um on I money still have that money yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the old boots yeah, yeah. next year bed <laughs> lined up yeah. <laughs> um what's your because that's obviously a very um that's a lovely memory to have you know like it's a great story uh, what would be another one of your fondest memories from uh, from growing up they were great memories yeah Donna Bay uh, they, we were literally the four months of the year you'd need to be down there yeah. great great memories down there uh, would it be a caravan or a mobile caravan home? yeah yeah, yeah caravan we got a bit older I think it was 12, 13 no interest then we were staying up and, and, and we sold but it's something it's something that's uh, yeah. it was great because you literally you could just go out for a whole day and you don't get that anymore, don't you know? With kids, like they, they, they have to be the, in, kept an eye on, don't you? Need, you know, yeah. there's, there's that fear kind of thing. But mm-hmm. we used to just run wild. Yeah, we had we had as well. Um, our uh, my grand uncle, my, my nanny's brother, had a a house in um, Dunmore East in Waterford, and it was on this big, massive, big grounds. And then he built another house then on the grounds, and behind the house there was two mobile homes. And I'm sure my dad has like nine brothers and sisters, so every summer it'd just be packed into the cars, and we'd be gone for the summer, and we just just so much fun like just the you know the beach was down the road like really didn't appreciate like obviously you don't appreciate it as a child but now they look back on it like ah yeah. oh, the memories that were made and <clears throat> the stories that we have and every christmas you know someone will bring up a story about something happening and we'd be all buckled over crying you know the same yeah that, that on that say Sorry for going across, but that no, mobile, that, that that mobile home, all my cousins say, me me dad's brothers and and sisters, all their kids were there. So yeah. some amazing stories. Fishing as well. I used to go fishing. Yeah, because fishing steady, for sprats. Yeah. Did you ever go fishing steady. for sprats? Yeah, uh, we used to go sea fishing out on a boat as well. It was it was some great times, like yeah. great childhood. Yeah, uh, I must buy a caravan now. I <laughs> No, my, my relations are still down there. I must actually buy a caravan. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be all getting around to you, yeah. uh, lending your caravan for the yeah, summer. Yeah. Um, 
obviously we're talking about really good memories and you know growing up and different things and how everything has come to 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 shaping you um you're you naturally come across as a very you know easygoing positive upbeat spirited person but in terms of um fears do you have any what are they no like not really everything's really going smooth you know yeah I just want to, I, I, I committed to boxing. I wanted to do well. I'm, I'm nearly happy with what I've done. Mm. Like, without, like I want to go and win a world title. But uh, from two years ago where I was. Yeah. Uh, and I've been lucky in life. And so no real fears. Just keep going. I, I'm, you know? and the reason I ask is because I'm trying to get at if you have this wonderful life and you're chasing all your dreams and, you know, you're waking up every morning grateful for your life then is because you have that is that as a result to a positive mindset and can we as people choose our outcome of our lives definitely yeah really like i've been proof of that you know uh, i think you know that kind of way they go everything's going really really well for me mm. so you see people all the time don't you get caught up in that kind of nine to five and that they don't like it. Yes. And they complain about it. And, and everyone's mm-hmm. in that little hamster wheel. Yeah. Because uh, you definitely have friends that you grew yeah. up with that are of your age that are in that. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to escape. You know, yeah. that safety net of a job. And they all have mortgages. They all have a mortgage as well. Mm. And uh, it's it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like, it's, it's a really, like, very, very few people actually get to do what they love. Mm. So uh, very, very lucky in that regard. Uh, it's it's a tough one for people. Uh, a lot of people just get caught up in it, don't they? Mm. And uh, it, it's unfortunate. It's hard to get out of as well, I suppose. Well, it's it's fear based. That's what it is, isn't it? Fear, it, yeah, yeah. It controls yeah, you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's it, and especially and then the older you get, if you maybe get married or if you start having kids or if if more commitments, then I suppose more commitments. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And then it's the fear of. Like I, that's why I feel very grateful about my life because I obviously I don't have kids I'm I'm not in a, a relationship so I have the freedom to be able to say you know if I get called in the morning you have to fly to bleeding France I'm gone on, you know yeah. what I mean and obviously I'll have to call in sick to the podcast sorry Shane but uh, you know what I mean you've no depends you can just be free you can just do whatever but then there's also a side that you know I suppose there's an element of every so often I get struck with like. <gasps> oh my God, I'm going to have a stroke. Like, I've no house, I've no kids, I'm not married. Like, uh, I don't have a car. What's, you know what I mean? Those things that, do you ever get those moments of, shit, maybe I, I shouldn't be doing this? No, definitely not. Like, no, because it's going well for yeah. me, I suppose. But I, 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 like, that that can obviously happen, you know? Like, Pete, like that's society saying, like, pigeonholing you into certain things, isn't yeah. it? Like, you should have this by this date. Mm-hmm. And I, I went along with that, I suppose, for a long time. Mm. It's easy to do when like you fall into it. Uh, I think people are kind of getting more and more into that kind of f- f- that freedom of of not getting pigeonholed so much. Like my parents would have been just yeah, you get a house, you do this, you do yeah. this. You know what I mean? And, and it gets buried into people's heads. But I suppose I, I wouldn't be that way with my kids. You know that mm. way? I wouldn't be putting them under pressure even for college. Like mm. uh, I went on, it was a great experience. College has stood to me. Uh, I don't regret it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, if my kids don't want to go, like I, I'm not going to be that. You have to do this. Like yeah. I'd love to see 
it's tough. Like I see me me my younger sister Lauren, she's she's twenty one. She's in college and she's the same attitude as me. I don't even think she, she regards the car. She's just going along with it. Like, yeah. It's nearly like, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Like, yeah. you, just, you should be in college at that age. But what 20, do you want to do? Like, travel? A, yeah, 21 is a tough age, though, to be doing anything that's like remotely serious, isn't it? Like, yeah, I was 17 my first year of college. I didn't know what I was doing. I, went, I actually went to the college and I had... Like I'm from Barry Farmer, but I went there and like with a with a green the cost tracksuit and a gold chain. <laughs> <laughs> the DIT and I'm looking around and said this doesn't fit in it and a pair of jeans the next day, but I, I was when I was say seventeen in, in Bally Farmer. That's what we wore, like, you know. That's what I but I thought we got the cost tracksuit going to college, it didn't fit in. We brought a had an orange one. He actually stayed behind. <laughs> Ray is laughing. Uh, my brother stayed behind for a year to get the points he needed for for architecture. <laughs> so two of us were going into college. <laughs> we had a green Lacoste tracksuit and he had an orange Lacoste tracksuit. We were just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't finished. You know, well, so we, we, we toned it down a bit, you know. Yeah, you, you learned the slightly, way. Slightly, slightly. learned it down. <laughs> what is your understanding of happiness? Uh, I, I always said to, to be free like you know have that kind of freedom financial freedom or just and obviously if you're lucky to do what you're passionate about and what you love mm. like but I, I always kind of when I was walking and getting ahead I always wanted to not have to walk like so So we're going to say a, a rental or two like we're, yeah. we're, we're very lucky with property and stuff so I always wanted to set myself as that yeah. let that and just have no pressure and not have to walk and mm-hmm. not worry about bills. That was something that I walked towards, and and then just very, very lucky that I had something that I loved in boxing. Uh, very few people find that kind of uh, something that they're passionate about. Like yeah. not many people do. Like conversations with lots of people, yeah. and and very, very blessed and grateful again that that uh, it's worked out for me. Uh, and at some level of success, and I think I will mm-hmm. go again and and and, and win a world title. But even the position that I'm in now, uh, I, I've done what I wanted to do. I've committed fully the last two years, so I've zero regrets either way, you know. Mm. So uh, I think finding something that that, that you love, uh, which is hard to do, find just be happy. Some people are happy, like if they're happy doing a nine to five as well, like you know what I mean. There's, there's yeah. no success doesn't mean, mean mm. anything. Then there's people that are worth a couple of hundred million and they're miserable miserable doing crazy hours mm. and life is passing and boy it's getting that balance I suppose yeah. I think do you think uh, balance exists I do yeah yeah I think so yeah uh, I think there's periods in time where you have to like lose that and be mm. fully committed but I think it's important to just get that balance I suppose with family and yeah. partners and, and everything else and kind of switch off as well like you can be running, you can be a busy fool sometimes, can't you? Yeah. I see a lot of people mm. just, just on that hamster wheel, getting ahead, getting ahead, and it's really successful, but not actually slowing down to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So I think uh, having the presence of mind to just slow down and and take things in, and mm. whether it's with your family or going out to nature or wherever it is like there's some people just on that hamster wheel it's incredibly mm. successful but not happy as well so it's, it's a balance I suppose yeah 
would you like when you say you know having the balance and being out in nature and different things would that be something that you would definitely every week or you know try to to implicate in not yeah. only your own life but your, your family's life yeah switch off and leave the phone at home sometimes and mm. go to park and just just it, it's you can be caught up as well with the phone mm. and different things but I, I think that that's a big thing once a week going a long walk and little things like that eat out well and, and enjoy yeah and, and enjoy time you know because the reason I'm asking is we're seeing at the moment this massive shift in, in, in mental health, mental health crisis, especially with young adults, men your age, um, that obviously we have suicide, we have depression, we have the rise in drug addiction, all these different things. And I always, it like, it's so hard to, to um, understand why it's happening. Like, is it social media? Is it the, the rat race, as you say, that we're all trying to get ahead, fast pace, known as is sitting, you know, being at one with themselves or whatever way you want to do it is it as simple as you know for you that you have um physical activity every day because obviously you're boxing and then you are out in nature and you're taking stock of the simple things like family like relationships you know that everything is sort of simplified so it's sort of um kind of balances your brain I suppose mm. you know like that it's you've a very uncomplicated life I imagine yeah I, th- I think I think men I think men need to have some sort of structure and, and feel like they're getting ahead mm. and, and providing what, no matter what it is you know what I mean I think men need that structure if they don't have like even having that 9 to 5 job mm. and then exercise is huge yeah. if you can train once so I, I'd you'd lose your head if you weren't training yeah. like you just it's a great release training I think uh there was actually there's, there's a there's a guy that running club was set up from from year in area uh, Cherry Orchard running club. But oh that's, yeah, that's that's doing great things yeah. for the community. Yeah, uh, just exercise is huge. Uh, and, do you know Shane Peppers? Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, yeah I yeah, was in yeah. Portugal with Shane yeah, during the year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, he was in Miami. Yeah, Shane. Shane that's uh, why he brought his two boys over yeah, with you, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, oh, he yeah. went over. Uh, but that that's I think that that's been a huge effect on 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 our community. Like this. There's huge numbers doing uh, in Cherry Orchard uh, running club and something simple like that can mm. change lives and then yeah. the good diet as well I think is a huge thing just I'm eating loads of crap the last two weeks I feel you feel crap when you eat yeah. crap so good diet and uh, having some sort of structure with training mm. and then just I think men need to be doing well like yeah like literally just getting ahead I think and providing mm-hmm. I think that's a, a huge thing with men well people um, underestimate yeah. that as well because like I would be very big on um, uh, learning about human biology and why do we do things that we do and how our brain works and different things and when you really look into it it is very simple is that the you know and it's a very sensitive topic to talk about you know with you know because how do I say this without implicating myself? <laughs> Fucking hell. But like men, like it's not saying that women, I'm obviously very independent. I have my career. I, you know, I'm self-sufficient and all the other things. But men are biologically have that instilled in that provider, that protector role, you know, and the woman is more maternal. So it is, you know, the structure of the family. It's there for a reason and different very things. Controversial. It's very <laughs> controversial. And I, Jesus, don't take me up the wrong way. But it, it is something that needs to be looked at because men, I feel, 
in, in my experience of talking to them is that they feel that, that that deep need to be a protector and to look after the family unit in whatever capacity it comes in. Yeah, so that, that brings pressure, I suppose, doesn't it, for men to, yeah. to be successful and provide and... and Exactly. It's in today's world. It's it's like you, you need you need two wages to kind of get by and get yeah. ahead. And it's it people. A lot of people are struggling, you know, uh, in that way. So I suppose that that probably has a knock on effect. Mm. Stuck in traffic every day doesn't uh, and going back and forth to work. It's it's a bad mm. system. Uh, it's a bad system in Dublin, and it's try to get ahead. Like Dublin, it's, it yeah, is yeah, it's global. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, in du- well, in, in that capacity, absolutely. Yeah. In terms of getting ahead, buy a house, and and to do well, like it's 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 tough out there, and and in kids and and everything else, mm-hmm. and you can be caught in that hamster wheel. That doesn't yeah. help jobs you don't like. Well, I think uh, training is it the big thing. Mm. That's the that's the the big thing with me. I think uh, you can always you always feel great after training and having yeah. that, uh, but having a goal. And walking towards something as a man is is huge, mm. uh, like uh, uh, providing, as you said, but just getting I, ahead. The goal thing as well, not only for men, for women as well. I I think that it's it's a human thing mm. to have um have a a, a goalpost and to constantly be trying to reach it, yeah. being proactive about it. Yeah, set, setting targets and and goals and and getting ahead. I'll always do that. I'll always walk to something else and go again and something else, and I won't feel. I need to get a sense of anxiety when I sit yeah. at home, like if I'm not getting ahead mm. in life. So I think that's important. Mental health I'm talking about now. <laughs> Tell you, we have it all here. We have it all here. Well, listen, we're about to wrap it up. Final question. How would you like to be remembered? Uh, I'd like to help a lot of people as well. You know, I can do everything's going well for me, but mm. it's nice for everyone else to, to kind of... Uh, have that same success and go uh, go well. So I'll, I'll help as m- much people as I can. Mm-hmm. So it's so uh, I'd like to be remembered for that. You know, yeah. uh, so, someone someone that that wasn't there. Uh, yeah, just just kind of help. I will help the lads in the gym and and kind of give back. And yeah, I might eventually get into coaching. You never know. I'll be selfish for a while and, and enjoy my time off. But uh, yeah, just. How would you like to be remembered? That's some question. Damn it, it's a good one. He's alright, yeah. He's alright. Right, yeah, yeah. I always say because it's all you know what, and I, I, I say it, I ask it all the time on the podcast, and the reason is, if, and it's quite a morbid one, but you know, uh, after somebody has passed, and you're in the pub and you're all having a few points of Guinness or whatever, and there's all that chat of who he was or who she was, and it's all, you know the nicest things or the qualities that other people saw in you that you didn't see in yourself. So when I ask it, I always wonder, you know, what what would you want people to say about you? Yeah. He's a good world champion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, he, he, he kept it up. Like, uh, I'm, I'm determined. I know people that see me as that. Like, I just kept going, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things. And... Everyone, even since before, Stamage, I coached Stephen Mayer. He always said I had bags of heart, so I'll be, mm. I'll hopefully be remembered for that. Like I had loads of heart, yeah, and uh, of, of of like of no fear in terms of that, and, and bags of heart. So I, I'd like to be remembered as that, and and a world champion as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll work with that. We'll yeah. work with that. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming yeah, in. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great chat. Enjoy that. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm delighted chat. to hear that. Yeah. I'm delighted. It's good. To, good to get you in a like a, a relaxed atmosphere because yeah, yeah. every time that I have you on Fight Connect TV, it's like you're in fight camp or it's after a fight or different yeah, things. Yeah. So good to chat yeah, to you. Yeah, same thing. Thank thanks. you very much. Thanks a lot. Luke Healer for the first exchange. 